friends hello friends if you are watching hello welcome to our show it's cozy it is wait i got two blankets i got one for my feet and one for my shoulders and i got my blob slippers on oh good <laughs> what did you name the other one this is important uh my mom named it pickles <laughs> <laughs> we got pickles and the blobadook the blobadook so good <laughs> dynamic duo so glad i could contribute to that oh yes my gosh. yes it was great all right <laughs> well hi welcome to wholesome spooks i'm justin and i'm jordan and today we're, we're getting on that that real nostalgia creep we're, yeah. we're turning the pages back we're flipping <laughs> on our, our crt tvs <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about goosebumps Hell yeah. So I figure we'll talk about both the books in general and also the TV show. Goosebumps is huge. That's true. There's so many different, so many different like fields that they cover. So like what, what where do you want to start with? What should we start with? All right. What was your first introduction to Goosebumps? I can um, start with mine if you want to think or if you know. Um, I, th I think I know. I'm pretty sure. So my introduction to the books was um, that I was in a GT program, you know, you're gifted and talented or whatever. Oh, um, yeah. Humble brag, but. Oh, wow. <laughs> they didn't let me. They didn't let me into that because I took the uh, the instructions too literally. Oh, no. I know. Kind of ableist of them, honestly. But uh -huh. yeah, they said, I, they said I didn't think outside of the box enough. I thought to literally uh their instructions i followed to the t and apparently that's not what they wanted uh-huh i i think that gt program is just kind of yeah bad kind idea of in bad. general kind but... of bad kind of bad <laughs> i think that i have a good example of that <laughs> don't do that to kids but um i had i had a very sweet teacher uh in elementary school who would often hold like and I, I don't actually know if this is good now <laughs> she would hold like little competitions um in class and the winner would receive prizes she had like she had her classroom and then there was like a hallways like between another classroom that was just like lined with shelves and so often like the prizes would be like oh you can take a couple of books and like keep them because she'd had them forever and so i think she gave me like three to five different goosebumps books oh. um and so that was my first introduction to to the books and to like horror in like text format i guess that's um, cool yeah and then the tv show uh i think <laughs> we had like i don't remember who we had like family friends um with kids that were like slightly older than us and i think they were into it so mm -hmm. whenever we would hang out for extended like you know babysitting times or whatever parents would stop by ye old blockbuster <laughs> and pick up a couple oh, tapes yeah. Um, Hell yeah! And then my That's grandma also had uh, the the one with the the tower on VHS. Okay, yeah, That's cool. Yeah, I miss nice. Blockbuster. Me too. That's how Blockbuster's how I got started on the TV series too. 
but the books, I remember going to a book fair mm-hmm. and Say Cheese or Die was there. Uh-huh. That's also my favorite episode, so I got the most notes on that episode. But oh, okay. um, uh, that the book was there, and I just remember the cover. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> now, that, in hindsight, it's not like a funny cover, but I right. thought it was funny. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, the barbecue. Yeah. And I, I just started reading them. Then I only re- I never read all of them. I'm, I never read all of them. There's a lot of them. There's so many. So oh I, I did not read all of them, but I I was in like the reading programs through the library. Right. So I would read like tons and tons of books a week. So I would always like Goosebumps was one of them. Uh, oh. Not my intro to like horror books, literature. I forget the name of the book now, but I can. The second you said that, I remembered it had like a haunted house on the cover mm-hmm. and then like a cat with green eyes, like a white cat with green eyes on the cover. But I don't remember the book now. Huh. So if, any, if anyone can figure that out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember at all. I just I don't even really remember what it was about. I just remember the setting was that it was cold outside. That's all I remember anyway. Huh. Yeah, and then Blockbuster for the the TV series. Yeah. Were you like Were you immediately a fan of like either or both when you got into it? You know, no, not really. I I wasn't they, they were just something I read and watched, you know, I wasn't like these are my favorite thing right. whenever I was younger. And then as you get older, I think the nostalgia, it's like, I love Goosebumps, you know? <laughs> so it's like, the, I've rewatched it, the series like several times. Mm-hmm. So it's just like one of those things you go back to and you're like, man, I remember being a kid and like watching and reading these things. Right. There were, I feel like I got into the TV show or like it was thrust upon me uh, <laughs> when I was really young. So like. There were a couple of them where I could watch them like no problem, but then there were like one or two episodes where I was just like, ah, maybe not. Like, you know, it's the ones yeah. that like, like that flashbulb memory where you're just like, I am mm-hmm. never going to forget this. Yeah. There were a couple of those. There was one, it's like the Werewolf Lake, I think. Um, yeah, you've mentioned that one before. I think my parents rented it and then they were like, oh no, it's too scary for y'all. Y'all can't watch it. Um, <laughs> But then the one that like really tripped me up was that like super weird one where the kids like eat the cookies, the prune cookies and get super old. Yeah. Ooh, that one's freaky. I don't like that one. That one has big Junji Ito <laughs> vibes. Like I, I that so, one is it's so weird. Yeah. There, there was a show on Disney, not Goosebumps, but that sticks out to me like an episode I was scared of. Goosebumps, none of them made me like horrified right. but there was an episode of the show i think it was actually called so weird or something like that i don't know huh. it was like they lived in a town and like weird stuff happened you know mm-hmm. uh, but there was an episode where it was like what if every choice you made you made the other choice in a different dimension and that's still like i still have weird nightmares about that episode because there huh. ended up being like several versions of yourself that like chose the other juice or like chose this and it oh no <laughs> it freaked me out. It freaked me out so oh, much. No. That's a kind of like existential and cosmic horror that like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My little kid brain could not handle it. Right. I still don't know if I could handle it. I cannot. <laughs> I have a question. Okay. This was another way that I experienced goosebumps, and I don't know how common it was. But mm-hmm. when I was in middle school, for like a year or two, they hung up these like super tiny crt tvs like in every classroom like from the ceiling um and they used them for like homeroom and stuff whenever um i don't know there were like dumb 
like lessons you had to learn or whatever about safety or like so they they sometimes did announcements on them but it was patched through the library so like on halloween i think they actually aired an episode of goosebumps like to the entire school from a vhs what that's so cool um it was super neat and like obviously like depending on who your homeroom teacher is they could just be like you know uh no i don't think y'all are watching this because i don't want to hear it um but luckily my homeroom teacher who i cannot remember the name of uh, was super into Halloween and stuff. And so she was like, hell yeah. <laughs> was this elementary school you said? No, it was middle school. Oh, okay, okay. No, I don't. I can't I remember. No, we didn't do anything like that. I can't remember like what that specific like curriculum was called or like what kind of funding would have come from it. But I thought it was super interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. I wish, but no, we didn't. we didn't do anything like that. I can't think of a single time where they would have (laughs) even remotely been like, here's a TV. Right. And they were like super tiny too, like smaller than the monitor that I'm looking at now. The middle school I went to, the stuff that we had was so old. I remember in sixth grade being in my English class and she had one of those old overhead projectors, you know, like the old ones, Mm -hmm. like with the mirrors and stuff to project onto the whiteboard. Yes. And it caught on fire in the middle of class one day. Oh no. Yeah. Just from all the dust and stuff or what? Like It just shorted out and caught on fire. Oh my god. It was old. It was, it was so old. And like the, <laughs> the sixth grade building at my middle school was in the old science lab of the old high school. So it had a permanent uh-huh. formaldehyde smell. Oh, like, fun. It permanently smelled like chemicals. So we, we didn't really, we didn't get... <laughs> Uh, I, I have I have a story for our oh yeah. <laughs> for our bonus uh, that uh, I'll tease here. Um, oh. <laughs> my I once had a science teacher at uh, intermediate school, which is like right before middle school, <laughs> who almost got us killed because she didn't recognize the announcement that we were receiving. So that's a fun well, teaser that I'll touch on. I'm. What? I ought to know now. We gotta get to the end of the episode. We'll get to it. Episode's over. It's only 10 minutes long. That's it. The end. We like goosebumps. Anyway. (laughs) No, it's fun. Okay, so I have my notes broken down into like three sections. Um, I've got two sections. Okay. I have, so the, the books in general... Or like the like a series overview, and then I have one about R.L. Stein himself, and then I also oh. have one over Tim Jacobus, who was the cover artist um, for the original run of the Goosebumps books. Ah, see, I mostly did the TV series. Mm-hmm. I didn't know we were talking about the books. Now you're so good. I only have a tiny little bit on R.L. Stein. <laughs> That's okay. I kind of figured that like, because it's so big, I figured we would like break it up anyways. So yeah. Kind of like we're chatting, yeah. just chatting. That's what a podcast is. We're just chatting about yeah. stuff that we like. <laughs> it's fun for us. You don't have to like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are you even listening? What if we just got like weirdly aggressive in 2021? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get out of here, you yeah, stupid here. listeners. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Y'all are great. I'm so sorry. I, I felt bad saying that as a joke. Cut it out. <laughs> Cut it out of the episode. It didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i <laughs> i'm sorry no it's good it's good we're not we're taking no shit in 2021 i'm walking here i'm walking here 
I'm recording a podcast here. <laughs> oh man, that accent anyway. is, <laughs> is fitting because R.L. Stein is uh, uh, he lives in New York. That's where he oh, he's all his from books. New York. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so sorry. my think, accents are really bad. <laughs> I think he was born in Ohio uh, and then oh. moved there to p- pursue his writing career. Yeah, um, I didn't read that he started writing at the age of nine. Yeah, he found a typewriter in his attic, um, which sounds like the beginning of one of his stories, honestly. Yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> and from that, they just kind of kept going. Uh, he originally wrote comedy, and he has a couple of joke books. Um, I think he wrote for like magazines that were similar to like Mad Magazine, but I don't think he was... Yeah actually on there but he didn't write his first horror novel until 1986 at the urging of his uh publishing company parachute huh. publishing which fun fact uh was created by four women one of them uh happened to be his wife so oh that's really cool so it was real cute they helped that's develop cute. goosebumps as a series and then scholastic picked uh... them up later you love to see it. Yes. Ugh. They're real cute. That's cute. That's really cute little horror couple. I right? love it. I don't I don't know if she was the one that was like specifically, hey, get into horror, but whoever it was, <laughs> it, it Good worked. Idea. It did. Um, Good idea. I actually went to RL Stein has like a really cool website with like a bunch of info about him. Oh um, like outside of the books, like there's not a lot of, or the TV show, you know, there's not a lot of information about him. Like, I was like, oh, hey, I might as well double check and see, like, what R.L. Yeah. Stein's political beliefs are just to be safe. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But, I mean, for the most part, it seems like he is, you know, very pigeonholed in this one specific thing. And it seems to bring in, like, a lot of joy. So I, I feel like Jack Black wouldn't have worked with him if he was. Like yeah, bad. that's a good point. That's how I gauged my... Hmm, have they worked with Jack Black? <laughs> Are they probably okay, right? <laughs> I, I trust Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> with my life. So Goosebumps as a series, the books didn't start until 1992. And then the original run ran into uh, 2000 uh, before they had like legal troubles with Scholastic. Classic Scholastic. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they they do their book fairs and that's great. I don't know a ton about Scholastic. <laughs> is it great? Because like I could never afford those books. It was like to see what I wanted to borrow from the library. Mm-hmm. And I would sometimes get a book. Right. <laughs> it yeah. was like, uh, like we would just go to Borders or something, you know, uh-huh. when there was a sale. So sad. Those fairs were so exciting. And then it's just like, I, they have, were. No, I have no money. <laughs> yeah, I am child. I can buy nothing. Meanwhile, like... <laughs> <laughs> like Richard over in class B is like, I'm going to buy this foot long pencil and pretend <laughs> it's my dick. What? <laughs> they did that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I went to a weird elementary school, so it's... I never that never happened. I mean, I yeah. <laughs> my elementary school was small. It was like a, a public private school. So it functioned like a private school. So you had like a, a like a waiting list to get in. Oh. But it, it didn't cost money, and so we did, like, archery, and, like, it was smaller, what? and we did, like... Yeah, it was, it was really cool. It's a cool sounds, elementary school. I, I attribute so fun. Most of my brain smarts I attribute to that elementary school. 
because I, I don't think regular public school would have done it for me. I would not have been able to focus. Right. You hear that? If you don't like our podcast, Mariah's going to come after you with a bow and arrow. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> that's something I wish I could still do. We can't say it. We can't. That's probably a threat. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Cut I'm it. Not... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. This whole podcast is us threatening people who listen to the podcast. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Hypothetically. <laughs> That um, R.L. Stein, his website, I don't think has been really updated too frequently since 2016. And a lot of the articles and stuff that I found kind of reference that time period. So as of 2016, according to him, he has written over 330 books. Um, Yeah. He says that he never gets burnout because of his writing process, which involves like creating these super extensive chapter outlines. And then he like lists out his characters and gives them all their traits and he usually like starts with a title. Huh. Goosebumps has sold over 400 million books in 35 languages, which is super neat. That is really cool. He says that the goal of his books was never to like, I mean they're all pretty campy, right, for the most part. <laughs> um so like some critics have been like, "Hey, this is technic this is like sub literature, like it's a waste of time because the characters what? don't change." Yeah, it's like, why would you critique Goosebumps? Like, yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> but he has always said his intention with the series was not to like, you know, include morals or like be overbearing or anything. It was just like to get kids excited about reading, which is super cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And then, of course, the series was picked up as a TV show in 1995. I found his website, and he's got his like cool like writing outline. I'm on his website. Right, yeah. There's also like a writing program that he has on there um, to encourage kids to get into writing, I think. Um, yeah, the the show itself started in 1995. There are four seasons. I didn't realize there were four seasons. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're just like split up weirdly, but I was looking it up and I was like, oh, huh. That's I don't remember there being that many episodes. Um, that's this- how it's broken down on Netflix, I think. Oh, okay. The, the theme song is my favorite. Uh, it's composed by Jack Lynn. Ooh. Um, I didn't see, see what his other notable works are real quick. Because I, I was just like, I don't know. I mean, it's catchy. It's a bop. It, it's bop, 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 bop. <laughs> I think, like, I don't know why the image of that woman on the billboard, like, dissolving into, like, a like a creepy version of herself is, yeah. like, <laughs> kind of scarier like, than anything I, that the show does. I like the dog with the glowy eyes. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, but he, he composed Good Witch, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Robocop the series. <laughs> there was a Robocop <laughs> series? Apparently there was a Robocop series huh i did not know that but he is canadian um that's another thing about the series that i found interesting that i took a lot of notes on Mm -hmm. um when they were casting so the series itself is a canadian series and one of the things that they said they had to have was everyone who was in and worked on the show had to be canadian so like 
the, in an interview, they asked um, one of the character creator people, it's like um, that they use like every Canadian kid. And he said, whenever they go to like book signings and things like that, uh, American kids would be like, I'm an actor. I want to get involved in goosebumps. And they would be like, oh, I'm sorry. You're not Canadian. And like, <laughs> Ryan Gosling is Canadian. Yeah. Ryan Gosling is Canadian. I had no idea. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's they like kind of interesting that we can like trace a lot of 90s and early 2000s nostalgia to like Canadian productions. Yeah, a lot of Canadian productions. So shout outs to Canada. <laughs> I got a pretty extensive Canadian community and so do you. So yeah, shout outs to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I congrats on Ryan Gosling. Sorry about Nickelback. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> Just you made that you made that jump so fast. <laughs> Me up. I got whiplash oh. from it. <laughs> uh, Canada, you're great. <laughs> Another fun fact that you will probably hate um, that I could find when I was looking up things because uh, I found I was looking up stuff about the animatronics and I found that fact about Canadians. Right. Um, but also, uh, the episode was Slappy, which I'm sure is your least favorite episode. <laughs> You know, I I, I rewatched them all for this, and it's not it's not bad. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Well, there were multiple different sized slappies. There were little tiny slappies and really <laughs> big slappies. Uh -huh. I guess for like perspective things, but they were talking about how there's like tons of slappies. Huh. That is R.L. Stein's favorite uh, character that he has yeah. created. Uh, yeah, so there are tons of slappies. Those were my favorite, like, fun facts. But mm -hmm. uh, I also want to talk about, like, our favorite episodes. They're, like, our most impactful episodes. Like, things that really, like, for me, upon rewatching, some of them were creepier as an adult than as a kid. Right. Like I mentioned before, my favorite is Say Cheese or Die, which did star Ryan Gosling. Granted, little kid me did not know who Ryan Gosling was, and I honestly didn't know that that episode had ryan gosling in it until my ex who was obsessed with ryan gosling was like we have to watch this because ryan gosling's in it and i was like he what, where what uh -huh. you know like, i was like he's in it um yeah so in that episode they find a camera and it, they're like can this predict the future because whenever they take pictures of people with it it shows horrible tragic things happening to them mm-hmm but that's not even the scariest part of this episode. You said you rewatched all of them. So do you remember Spidey? Oh, Spider, the tall guy who's like yeah. stalking them the entire episode. He's the creepiest part of the episode. He tries to take them prisoner because they have this camera. Yeah. That shows people like dying or whatever in horrific ways. Mm -hmm. And then they end up taking a picture of him and he sees it. And he gets so scared that he dies. <laughs> and like and dragged to hell, scared. right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what is happening here? Yeah. It's, it's wild. I did I see it. that like they had certain creative liberties when it came to um, like creature design specifically. Some of the, the monsters and stuff are very iconic, but not necessarily like 
completely canon within within the books or whatever. Yeah. And then of They're course, still fun though. Yeah, and they had their like changes because I don't believe they had like a ton of budget for the show. Yeah, um, I, I was reading interviews and they didn't have a ton of budget, but they also didn't have a ton of experience mm-hmm. working with like newer animatronics technology. Huh. So a lot of a lot of it was there. They the people they hired focused in like monster makeup and they were learning animatronics. So they like kind of were getting into it. They they could do puppetry, they could do animatronics, but they said some of the stuff was still old, so they couldn't have the visual effects that they were hoping they could have. But then also some of it was new, so they were like learning how to use it. Uh-huh. So I think it was very interesting. I think huh. it turned out great. In watching the series again, like certain episodes and stuff, I usually don't find myself critiquing the special effects, although sometimes they are like super wild, um, especially <laughs> in regards to CG. I mean, we talked about that in yeah. Hocus Pocus, but um, the thing that trips me out the most is that they will. ADR lines. It's essentially dubbing. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do notice that a lot. In this. So it's really, especially like, I feel like girl characters usually, like younger ones, they like mm-hmm. dub over it, and so like the lines feel kind of stilted, and like it's just weird and awkward, and like that's always what trips me up the most yeah, about I, it. I don't know why they did that. I completely forgot that that is something I noticed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know why they did it. <laughs> The acting is not as strong as Sue. I think people come for the monsters and like that's yeah, that's, that's what you get. The acting is, I mean, there are some good episodes like the the haunted mask. Um, yeah, yeah, that's is real good. Um, I think my favorite set of episodes is probably the one. Uh, what is it? It's like the night terror in the tower or something like that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. With the two siblings who like go to this castle. And are like yeah. transported back in time to like medieval area. Uh, that one is really med- good. Yeah, medieval era. And then it's like she's the queen, and there's this like executioner guy and stuff. That one is good. Yeah, my grandma had that one on VHS, so I watched it a lot. <laughs> is that your favorite episode? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, probably of of all the Night of the Living Dummy episodes that I watched recently, the creepiest <laughs> one is probably uh, Bride of the Living Dummy. Um, yeah, Ew. nasty. He gets a he gets a wife. <laughs> and yeah, her face is not is not good. <laughs> I think that uh, the scariest episode for me as an adult is piano lessons can be murder. Huh? Okay. That's because uh, like the teacher is like creepy towards the kids. Okay, and yeah. it makes it feel weird. And then it's like, he's like, oh, I want to steal their hands. And it's like, that's, I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) I just hate that he wants to steal their hands. I don't Uh know. It freaks me out. That's interesting. (laughs) I don't even remember that one. I remember the the cover for the book on that one. Yeah. But like not the episode itself. Oh, no, it's like the, so this kid finds a piano. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, I want to learn how to play the piano to impress this cute girl who like lives near me. So he starts taking piano lessons, mm-hmm. um, and the teacher is weird, like really weird. Right. And the teacher's always going on and on about how perfect his hands are, like perfect his hands are. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy. Yeah. Oh. So then, then he finds out that the the teacher has been stealing his students' hands. Huh. And it's just like. That just feels like an episode of Criminal Minds. Like, it doesn't, it's so scary. Right. <laughs> I'm like, why is he taking 
his hands. I Does don't he like wear it. gloves? Like, <laughs> are they I don't super? Think so. I think I'm confusing that one with the, he has like a. I don't think it was in the TV show, but he does have a book that is essentially like Phantom of the Opera Junior. Yeah. Phantom of the Auditorium. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the names of the episodes down that apparently that one is actually the episode before piano lessons can be murder okay so they were just like <laughs> they probably booked that like, <laughs> auditorium stage area for the weekend and we're like okay there's two <laughs> yeah. episodes let's get it done <laughs> get it done get it done <laughs> that's funny <laughs> welcome stranger it's me justin hi sorry to interrupt this episode but we have a very special announcement for you all Welcome to our first partnered slash sponsored section. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Cascadian Crafters, which is run by our good friend of the show, Katie and Peanut. They are a Pacific Northwest duo who creates handmade soaps and fiber art. Now, Katie was nice enough to send Jess, Jordan, and I all little soaps. Uh, they were super cute. Ours were Halloween themed. They were lavender scented and infused with charcoal. They're super well made and smell really good. Uh, but that brings us to our to our next point. Katie was generous enough to offer us another soap that we could use for a giveaway. Now you can find more info as well as a review uh, by Jess on our social media channels, but the gist is this. Just make sure you're following us and Cascadian Crafters, share that giveaway post, and then maybe leave us a review or leave a comment on the unboxing video, and then we'll DM the winner. Now this particular giveaway is locked to the US only, but it's as simple as that. So again, check out Moxie Inc. and Cascadian Crafters, and we'll let you get back to that episode. Thanks y'all. If you want, I can talk about the book covers and the art on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That. So, so as I mentioned, uh, I don't remember much about Piano Lessons Can Be Murder aside from that cover. Um, the original book covers like the 92 through 2000 series were all done by Tim Jacobus. Um, he is a cover artist and a graphic designer and an illustrator, all this good stuff. I mentioned the, the kind of legal troubles they got into. Um, basically, Parachute Publishing and Scholastic were bickering back and forth between 2000 and 2008. So like the books, the TV shows, all of that kind of went on hiatus. And then 2008 after is like where we got like The Haunting Hour, which I think was Emmy nominated or something. Oh. It's like, it's where Goose, Goosebumps kind of exploded again. Um, huh. So like during this that time, it was like Scholastic was mad because Parachute was trying to get like merchandising stuff. And they're like, hey, you have to clear with us. It's boring. I don't care about that. Parachute was like, well, hey, you've been like undercutting our contract and how much money we should be making. So like, yeah, of course, we're going to do that. Um, yeah. And I think they settled, but Scholastic owns the rights entirely. Um, and when they picked up the series again, um, they just kind of forgot to bring back Tim Jacobus, which sucks, but he seems pretty chill about it. Aww. And it makes sense <laughs> if they're like revamping the series in general, it's probably good to have like a new paint of coat on yeah. it. I found this really cool Polygon article where they talked to him about his process and stuff. So Scholastic owns all of the original artwork for those books, um, except for the ones that he did for his and R.L. Stein's autobiographies, um, which had like special covers. So those are the only two that like Scholastic doesn't own, which is kind of interesting. 
Huh. Um, but those covers would be based on anything from like a couple paragraphs that R.L. Stein would send to him to like sentences, which is why you can get that like really weird disconnect sometimes when <laughs> the cover like, yeah, yeah. has You're nothing like, to do with it. It's cool though. But it's very memorable art. Yes. Um, so he was very intentional with his uh, creation. So it was some like common things that he would use. He had this like warped perspective where everything was like kind of curved. And then with each cover, he would like have a very specific like palette that he would use. So each book, while visually similar, looked completely different. Oh, that's um, really cool. So the covers themselves were done on 20 by 20 inch canvases. And they were Wait, made. Does he still have those paintings? I don't believe so. I think they would have been sent to Scholastic for them to like photograph and. Oh man, I hope they like put them in a that'd be it's such a cool a cool museum exhibit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd ha like, I'd have to look that up. Um, that'd be really cool. That'd be interesting because some of them are like so fascinating to look at. Like, yeah, I I would go to a museum <laughs> exhibit of his. I remember the uh, the basement one. Yeah, with the plant. I remember that one. Yeah. Plant dad. Plant um, dad. That one's freaky too. Yeah, that was, a good one. That was <laughs> probably know. the other one that we like watched the most. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's got its like little Audrey two uh, <laughs> rip off at the end with the dad plant. Yeah. It's like help me. I guess that would be the fly <laughs> kind of. Help. It's both. <laughs> But yeah, they were made with acrylic and he would use like brushes and then also like an airbrush to get like some of those cool effects that he does. Huh. Um, so he is still an artist and he's, he does freelance. Um, he he works digitally. Um, there was a really interesting part where they asked him like, after you did Goosebumps, like, did you get essentially typecast into like a certain specific type of art? And he was like, yeah, admittedly, like kind of like it was. I'd done it for, you know, eight years. So it was like all people knew me for. Yeah. Um, so he kind of had to like shake up his style afterwards and like adapt to to continue working. But I thought it was like a really interesting, it's kind of tragic like story within. Yeah, I'm sad they didn't keep him. It makes sense, but man. Right. And like, it, it sounds like he said that he has talked to R.L. Stein a couple of times. They've gone to conventions together and like they seem to be on good terms so like that's good there could have been a, a scenario where like it definitely did not end up that way um, yeah if they yeah. just like cut him out and didn't tell him right very salty but i guess if they were like on good terms right it's like, yeah, okay it's just like i mean the book stopped and he was just like oh okay oh hey they're starting again but that's fine yeah but like goosebumps as an entity is so big it's spread to movies and tv um obviously uh, it's in comics. There's video games. Um, there's one that takes there's place. There are so many video games. Um, in addition to like, you know, like web-based flash games, uh, there are like actual, I think, it, what is it? It's like Horror Land is the amusement park. Yeah. Goosebumps. Um, so there's a ton of games within that. Uh, there is one that has an, uh, if you watch uh, Pushing Up Roses, who is a YouTube uh creator she she covered this one game where jeff goldblum uh plays a vampire um oh yeah it's super good um wait i want to play these so bad now 
Yeah, I have no idea if they're actually good or not, but they're, um, they're they're largely like FMV, so it's like it's very nostalgic, you know, with like the oh, blocky man. CG, and then you have your like actual yeah. human characters and kids. I live for those kind of games. It's those so kind good. Of, oh man, those kind of games are my shit. Like a, like <laughs> Man for the the Sega Dreamcast mm. and like weird, just weird games in yeah. general. But. Yeah, and then of course, like more recently, you had I, uh, I think they did another like haunting hour type show, um, and then you had the Jack Black movie. Um, I still haven't seen the movie. I I haven't either. They made a sequel. <laughs> um, <laughs> Apparently, right. they're really good, and I love Jack Black. I just have not gotten around to watching them, and I thought. I was like, I'm going to say that on this episode, and then Justin's going to be like, what the heck? We're doing the episode, and you haven't seen the movies. No, I, I haven't either. I think those were published by uh, or distributed by Nickelodeon. Uh-huh. Um, so I just haven't. <laughs> I just I haven't had time, you know? Yeah, I heard they're good, though. Well, that's good. Uh, R.L. Stein does a cameo in both of them. Um, yeah, that's amazing. So it's good. He's 77. Uh, yeah, he's... Oh, my gosh. He... Looking at his picture, I he does have a Twitter account, and it's it's like he does this thing. Uh, he had a picture of himself with like a printed award, I think, and he was like, "Congratulations to R.L. Stein for winning the annual R.L. Stein uh, Author of the Year. It's an oh award given to authors named R.L. Stein." That's amazing. So he's just uh, he's often been referred to as the uh, Stephen King uh, for kids. I wonder how that feels. I, I think King for kids. I think I mean, he's he's okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a couple more facts about him, but yeah, um, people keep the facts coming. Yeah. Um. I know he has written for Marvel. Um. Especially, uh, he has done a couple of things for uh, Swamp Thing, which is their big swampy creature, I mean, which makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's not afraid of many things. Uh including ghosts. He says he's never seen one. The only thing that he is afraid of is jumping into bodies of water. Um, So he has to like wade into it or step into it slowly. That's Uh, fair. He said his family makes fun of him for it ruthlessly. Um, Oh yeah. I don't jump into water either. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. me and him have that in common, but I'm afraid of a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And his son is a musician. That was it. Um, I've read a couple other of his series outside of Goosebumps, like Fear Street, which um, was the original horror series before he got into Goosebumps. And they're more targeted towards like teens and, mm-hmm. you know, slightly edgier, a little dark. He has written horror novels for adults, I think, or at least one, but I haven't gotten into that. Um, oh, I would like to read that. That'd be really cool. Yeah, overall, he seems just like a real nice dude he seems yeah cool. thanks for being chill rl stein yeah you brought up like personal life and i was like oh no <laughs> i'm always so scared to like learn famous people's personal lives right yeah i i just there wasn't much like he talks about his childhood and stuff um his real name is robert lawrence stein um nice. and he he went by bob for a bit bob bob <laughs> it's like laughing bob, bob or something i think on bob his joke books stein, bob stein sounds less scary <laughs> hello i am bob stein i'm your accountant 
But yeah, I really want to play this game now. I'm probably going to stream this game now. It looks interesting. I, I, I know there's... Uh, the, Path of the Mutant. What is that? Is that? Oh, that's like his superhero guy. Yes, it's Isn't for it? CD-ROM. CD uh-huh. Game, Goosebumps Attack of the Mutant. Uh, looks like a weird Batman. That's, uh, that's actually Adam West. Is it? Yeah. Oh my god. It's like yeah, there's, the- a, there's a game. There's a game. So Oh, that's that's amazing. Um it looks real interesting. <laughs> it's it's cuz it's like one of the more boring episodes, honestly. It's like a two yeah. part um it's about this kid who like accidentally writes himself into a comic and it becomes like real life. I'm going to um, send you an image while you talk. Okay. They were actually, I did see notes about that one. They were surprised that they got Adam West because after he did Batman, oh my God. <laughs> All right. This is a very interesting image. Uh, uh, <laughs> after he did Batman, uh, he was like, I'm never wearing tights again, um, which I guess and is understandable. He- and then they were like, we got him. And then they put him in tights. Is Adam West Canadian? Wait, he has to be then. <gasps> Can- that has everyone. <laughs> Wait, I gotta look him up. Maybe he's not in the like loophole. Right. Huh. No, he's from Washington. I guess maybe they were like close enough. Okay. They were like, we need a Washington we need a superhero State. type. Yeah. That makes sense. He was six foot two. Ha ha, I caught them. Not everyone was Canadian. <laughs> I'm gonna sue <laughs> them for emotional it's Ryan, damages. It's Ryan Gosling Canadian. Okay, yeah, he's Canadian. <laughs> That's crazy. He's crazy. <laughs> oh so, man. You can like kind of pick it up when they're talking, right? Like as far as accents and stuff. I'm thinking like I feel like I I've met so many Canadians, I don't know they're Canadian until they like mention it being cold or something. Uh-huh. And then they mention being Canadian, I'm like, oh. hmm Or they mention like some kind of weird food and I'm like, huh? <laughs> I, I've never picked it up from the accent. Uh huh. Huh. That's interesting, cause cause they also had um. What was it? Scary stories to tell in the dark. No. Yes. Wait. Yeah. No. Wait. Are you no, afraid, are of, the you afraid of the dark? Yeah. That's, it. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> um. That was another prevalent Canadian horror show. Uh-huh. Um. I forget. I think it was Fox that owned Goosebumps for a bit, mm-hmm. and then. I know they were airing episodes on Cartoon Network for a while. Um, yeah, not horror, but Canada also has totally spies. <laughs> but that that puts us into bonus content. So, uh-huh. but yeah, I don't have anything else to say. Uh, every episode's kind of fun. Some episodes are boring. I will say, some episodes as an adult, you're like trudging through them. Right. You're like, you're like okay, but then some of them are so delightful that it's uh-huh. just like it's just. Maybe I have the nostalgia filter. Like maybe it's like if I told someone to go watch Wishbone, uh-huh. they, they'd be like, "Why? Huh? Wishbone. Why am I watching this? Wishbone I love Wishbone is set in Texas. Oh yeah, Wishbone <laughs> is good. <laughs> I'll make it's it kind of scary. Kinda a little bit. Yeah, they had some of that. Um, Wishbone episode win. <laughs> <laughs> do very. We could do their uh, Jekyll and Hyde episode. Yeah, or the episode with those things I showed you. I know I sent those to you that one time. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That come out of that well. Uh-huh. I still have nightmares about them. But I sent the, that picture to everyone. And then everyone I sent it to is like, why? Uh-huh. Why am I looking at this? 
Yeah. I just, I, I think it is such an endlessly like fascinating topic when you're talking about like uh, children's entertainment and horror specifically. Um, Cause I feel like, I don't know, maybe, maybe the generation like ours and maybe like the one after um, they made a much more concerted effort to like shelter content or censor it. I, I think it's interesting, like all the workarounds and then like, I, don't know. I, feel, I feel like there's not any children's horror right now. Like, I, I can't think of any. Maybe someone will correct me, but I can't think of any, like, children. Like, when I was a kid, I had Goosebumps. I had Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh, yeah. You know? Ooh, so I, there's, <laughs> I would love to do that. I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I had, like, horror that wasn't just, like, adult horror mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I can't think of anything recently. I mean, I guess you could say, like, I mean, Scooby-Doo is an ongoing thing that comes yeah, up yeah. back and forth, like, every <laughs> every yeah, couple yeah. of years. Um, a constant. A constant. Gravity Falls, I feel like, to an extent. Yeah, but even that's, like, older now. Yeah. Like, I, current kiddos would not be watching that. Hmm. I just think, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. I can't think of. Much. New project. We're gonna make a horror kids series. Uh, I know my niece is very into. There's like a a Disney Junior show with like a little vampire girl, and she's purple. Oh yeah, yeah. The like it's like Vampirina or something. Yeah, something like that. I guess like, that's probably why like kids who would like horror latch on so quickly to like Five Nights at Freddy's and mm. stuff like that, and like um, Bindi and the Ink Machine. So I guess it's more like horror games for kids now instead of horror series for kids but i think kids nowadays would probably really like horror like kid-friendly horror we're not gonna cover five nights at freddy's are we well now i want (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't thinking about it but now that you mention it uh hmm (laughs) that'd be interesting i just i like (laughs) five nights i i will admit i like the first five nights i didn't I played the first five nights and I was like, this is really neat. Uh-huh. And then that was it. And then it blew up and I didn't notice because I wasn't using the internet as much. Right. And then I noticed and I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, why do all these small children like Five Nights at Freddy's? One time, I guess we're like going off the beaten path here. But one time I worked at a game store. And this little girl came in. She was probably like eight, mm-hmm. maybe eight. And she came to me and she was like, Oh, I have a question. Like, what? Where this game is? And I was like, Oh yeah, where? What are you looking for? And she said, I'm looking for, the, I'm looking for the game Yandere Simulator. Oh, and I said, Oh what? no! <laughs> and I said, That's not a physical game. Uh-huh. And and she was like, Oh okay. And I went to her parents. I was like, She should not be playing Yandere Simulator. Yeah. Like I was like, Oh no, oh no. They had no idea either. They were like, What is that? And they were like, I don't even know what that means. And I was like, Oh no. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh god. That's, that's <laughs> wild. Yeah, I was like, oh gosh. Oh. Too much for that little kid. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at the video games now. I know the two thousand eight one is like a just full of mini games. Um mm-hmm. and then it looks like I'm sure there are some based on the movie and stuff. Oh, there's one that came out in twenty twenty. Is there really? I should know about that from my job. <laughs> it's called Ghostbusters oh, Dead of Night. Yeah. I guess kids still have goosebumps, but like 
there should be new horror, mm-hmm. you know? Let's see. I'm going to go through the list of Goosebumps books and just kind of find like the most ridiculous this, titles now. This game has big clown <laughs> pyramid head. Oh, no, it's a wolf. that would be (laughs) move over dead by daylight crossover of the century (laughs) wait i'm gonna send you the picture i got confused about Uh, what uh, is this green thing you've sent? Oh, that's, that's from the same game. That's from the other game. Is, that, like, the, is that the dad from? <laughs> oh, I think it is. That's so funny. Oh, oh okay. The, yeah, from far away. Okay, I'm very blind. With with and him so... with him nose turned up, it kind of yeah, looks like that okay. looks like pyramid head. Uh huh. It's not though. <laughs> <laughs> there are little gnomes apparently. I'm just looking at pictures of this game. Uh-huh. But yeah, I want to play that other game. Oh my gosh, there's like a cute little animated Jack Black. Cute. <laughs> oh, that's cute. That's funny. You know I, what? I, I don't... Not not to bring us like too far back to the episode. Um, but it's like... I feel like I don't remember any of the necessarily scary books. I just remember like the super weird ones. Yeah. Like um, which one? Like which weird one? Like there's one where, uh, cause I've got them all pulled up now. Right. It's mm-hmm. called why I'm afraid of bees. And it's, it's like the fly what? essentially. I mean, obviously goose, uh, Arl Stein has admitted that like he takes a ton of influence in his work. Um, that one's like the fly where a kid accidentally swaps bodies with a bee. I have never read that one or heard of that one. Um, I want to see the cover for it. That's usually how I remember them. Mm-hmm. I remember all the monster blood ones because it was like someone yeah. would eat it and they'd turn giant. Um, I've never seen this book before. I think my oh. favorite book probably is um, The Cuckoo Clock of Doom. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I haven't watched the episode yet because I'm like kind of worried it wouldn't. <laughs> it, it wouldn't like meet the standard the acting is Mm -hmm. but it's like i remember i remember the last time i watched that episode specifically Mm -hmm. and i just remember being like a big question mark Uh i was like what huh like i didn't remember any of it so i was just like what am i watching that one would be like i'm sure that one like (laughs) some of those episodes had to have been like an absolute pain to shoot that yeah. one, I'm sure, would have been, like, difficult for casting because you're just getting increasingly younger kids. Yeah, it's know. okay. They have, and I quote, don't worry, we used every Canadian kid there was. <laughs> <laughs> every so, single one. And, and, and all of the children in Canada, they were used for the show. <laughs> I can't I believe didn't our like friends a... haven't told us about their experience. <laughs> they were cast in, the, in Goosebumps and didn't even tell us. I guess they would have been too young, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. the baby in the background. They, they, they were the baby. Uh-huh. I, the, the one where they turn into dogs is weird, too. I was just about to bring up that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're like, how do you get a tan? Yeah, yeah. And then it's like their parents were like scientists who were trying to turn mm-hmm. dogs it, into children. It, weird. Weird, weird. The adults and these are always so freaking weird. They either want to like steal the children or steal their hands or turn the dogs into children mm-hmm. or like they're plant man, plant daddy. 
And like, <laughs> <laughs> like but the, the dog one is so weird. Like, oh, hey, I'm just going to get a tan. Oh, they disappeared. But now uh-huh. there are tons of dogs everywhere. Uh-huh. And that's it. That's the plot of the which is like (laughs) it's funny because that one the cover i think the kid looks kind of like a monkey because i think the way the ears are done oh Um, yeah so i get like big um jumanji vibes Mm -hmm. (laughs) the kid starts turning into a monkey um there's the one where um i guess all the ones i remember are where (laughs) I remember all the furry books. Um, <laughs> there's a one where the kid accidentally turns his sister into a rabbit. Oh, yeah. Um, I vaguely remember that one. And then, of course, Say Cheese and Die is like probably the most iconic of the... I love that one. The book is definitely better than the episode. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think Mr. Gosling was in his prime at the time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but... I did say like... There was one interview I read, I think, where they were talking about um, working with him and there was like a scene he was struggling with. And the director was like, oh, don't worry, kid, you'll get it. You're going to be a big star someday. And I'm sure that's <laughs> something that like in in hindsight, you could have been like, oh, yeah, no, I definitely believed in, in him like the entire time. Like, yeah, he could be like, oh, I knew for sure. <laughs> he- is, I'm waiting very impatiently. Praying to the horror movie gods. Guillermo del Toro is supposed to be making a Haunted Mansion film. And the only person cast for it is Ryan Gosling. They were even spotted riding the Haunted Mansion together at Disneyland. Oh. And then nothing has come of it because he keeps, he said he's written several scripts and he's do- doing the del Toro thing, which I totally get. He's an artist, but he's doing uh-huh. the del Toro thing where he just writes a billion scripts. And I'm like, please, uh-huh. I need that movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just need Haunted Mansion with Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Please. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it'd be cool to see him return to horror like that. Uh-huh. This whole episode has been a prequel to where we just... <laughs> it's a prequel to our Ryan Gosling series where we just <laughs> talk about... <laughs> he's in a band. What? Yeah, he's in a... Hold on. He's like a really good singer. I know I have way too many Ryan Gosling facts. He's in a band called Dead Man's Bones. That's just, you know, La La Land isn't real, right? <laughs> I've never seen La La Land. I haven't I either. Love, I love both actors, but the music's so freaking boring. <laughs> so boring. Oh That's my what God. it's about, though. How can it be boring? <laughs> <laughs> like, I heard the score and I was like, it's like somebody took all the big musicals, put them through an algorithm, and were like, make it a movie. And then uh-huh. they did. And I just, bleh. Huh. Anyway, that's my my rant, my Ryan Gosling rant. But yeah, it's a good series. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Or some of the episodes. Check out some of the episodes. Read the books. Those yeah. are fun. If you got like a little cousin or something and you want to get him into a horror, you know, a little sibling, I think Goosebumps is a good way to do that. Because um, they're not actually like too scary. And it's just like, I think you pick up the language more than anything. Um, yeah. And like you can kind of. Since since so, it, ma- so many of his works are based on like other properties, you can be like, oh, okay, so you remember this one? It's kind of based off of The Fly, or yeah, like... it it explores like a lot of horror tropes too, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Like introduce people to it. So thanks, R.L. Stein. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Thanks. 
Um, now it's time for bonus content. Yeah, is that going to do it for us for the main? Yeah, episode? the main course. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. I'm going to tell the story about how I could have died. Um, uh, I did. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Wholesome Spooks. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to let us know somewhere on the internet and maybe share the show with a friend. If you have a suggestion or a future topic you'd like to see us cover, you can hop on over to our Patreon where you can unlock exclusive bonus content and do just that. Thank you to Cascadian Crafters for reaching out to us. Don't forget to check out our social media for that giveaway. And as always, if you could leave a review on iTunes, it'll definitely help us get our show off the ground, and we super appreciate it. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts. You got goosebumps yet? Goosebumps.